Saw dudes. Yo, welcome back. Chris's Corner. Pretty sure this is like episode 5 now. Which is pretty dope. Uh, I, I really enjoy doing this shit. And so far, so do you guys. Because <laughs> I have so many people that uh, don't know about this podcast but DM me and they're like, dude, why don't you do a podcast? And I'm like, homie. I do. And, you know, then I hit them with the link to this. But, anyways, I'd like to start off the topic of this podcast to something that's horribly and stupidly relevant to my life currently, especially within the past week, is toxic parents or a toxic family situation. And essentially what that means to you and also what that can look like and, you know, essentially how it can affect you. And I'll just start off by saying it affects more people than you think. It really does. Growing up when you're just isolated with your family and you just think that that's just how your parents are, you know, and... That's just how your brother and sister are, you know, kind of thing like that. More chances than not, it's not. It's not. If you don't feel good with how you're being treated or how you have to behave within your parents' household, you know, just for them to essentially allow you to live there, that's not good, man. That's not good. Like me personally growing up, I grew up in a lower middle class, I'd say, household. You know, my dad made like $55,000 a year. He had three kids to support. Uh, Because of our grandparents, we're all able to go to private schools, which isn't necessarily a good thing, to be very, very honest with you. Um... And, yeah, I always had food on the table. I didn't always get new clothes or anything each year. You know, I typically got a new pair of shoes every mm, two to four years, I would say. Kind of thing like that. And every about four years, my mom would buy me some new pants and maybe a new shirt or two. Um, otherwise than that, I got a lot of hand-me-downs and shit like that, but life wasn't bad, you know, we had a front yard, we had a backyard, we had two cars, um, both parents did work, my mom not originally, uh, when we were real young, she was a stay-at-home mom, which was good, that was definitely good, um, but as we got older, I believe my sophomore year in high school, my mom picked up a minimum wage job at the local, you know, bakery ice cream parlor shop down the street. And, uh, that really stressed her out, to be very honest, cause, uh, you know, she would wake up early. And I mean early. When you do bakery, you wake up real early kind of thing um and then when she got home right around two or three she had to pick us up and then you know she had to make dinner for the family for when dad got home and that was typical the daily kind of thing like that man and so the biggest thing 
I've I learned through my situation growing up is that I couldn't really trust my parents. I couldn't trust them with telling them shit because every time I would try to tell them shit or every time they found out about shit is always fucking bad, man. It's always I would get grounded, I would get yelled at, I would be guilted, I would be ridiculed, you know, I would have things taken away from me, whether it's TV or car privileges or seeing friends and stuff like that, um, or when I was younger, I would get spanked, I would get soap put in my mouth, um, you know, timeouts, go to your room, kind of shit like that. And so I just kind of learned that I I just couldn't really talk to my parents. You know, we were devout Catholics. They forced me every single week growing up to go to church. And I hated church, man. I really fucking hated church. Because, you know, being the devout Christians we were, if you didn't fall into that perfect Catholic boy cookie cutter... You're pretty much going to hell for one reason or another reason. It's pretty fucking simple. And so I felt very alienated growing up. You know, I, I did kind of enjoy my parents, you know, sometimes. Um, I Me and my dad really connected over reptiles. We, we got into snakes and lizards, and we would go to our local creek and catch water snakes and you know, crayfish, and I really enjoyed him for that. Um, But to be very honest, especially as I grew up and, you know, I I still loved reptiles and stuff like that, and I'd still go on outings with my dad to, like, herp group meetings, but, like, we just kind of got disconnected. I felt like his job was stressing him out even more and more, and he was becoming more and more busy, like... He would get home and then he would go work on somebody's washer or do the electrical for somebody. And then my mom, you know, would give him shit about never being home and always working. And his boss was also always giving him shit and like not giving him raises and shit like that. And so like there became a point to where essentially... It almost seemed to happen every single day. You know, I'd get home from school. I'd fuck around with the neighbor kids a little bit, watch some TV before dinner. And then, you know, my my mom would be cooking dinner and I didn't talk to her too, too much because my mom was always weird. I found out in my 20s that she was like clinically depressed for my entire childhood and on drugs for it. So it kind of makes sense why she was always fucking acting psycho as shit. You know, she she could blow up on you for no reason at any point. If you just say something wrong or you say S-E-X, oh my god. Man, you, you could not talk about anything sexual in my household. My parents would go insane over that shit. So anyways, we'd be watching TV and my dad would get home from work and... Man, it seemed like all the time he just like call us stupid for watching the dumb box, aka the TV, which I find very funny because that's all that that man does now is watch fucking TV and work. 
Um, so that was never good. Right there off the bat, he would just kind of criticize us. And I was just a kid. I didn't have anything fucking better to do. I wish I did, but I just kind of didn't. And he would really kind of harp on us for that. And typically, we'd sit down at the dinner table. And it was always like, he would go, Michael, how was your day? Chris, how was your day? Rachel, how was your day? And then my mom would get pissed that she would be last asked or wouldn't get asked. And that would kind of start some shit. And, you know, just a lot of things would just kind of complicate. And, you know, lots of anger, man. There's just lots of anger and confusion. And I didn't know shit growing up. That was one thing. It's like, I had some friends who, like, parents would tell them good lessons to learn and, like, wisdom, you know, and they would learn from that and therefore they could navigate their life better. But my parents never really told me shit. You know, like, sure, my dad did teach me how to change my oil in my car. Like, yeah, that's that's good shit. But, like, I, I want to know, like, the specifics about how to live life successfully kind of thing. Not, you know, how to put up drywall. You know, that that's a good skill, but, like, I'll be straight up with you. I, I want to know how to talk to girls. I want to know how to be the best friend that I can be to my friends. Or how, how to do this or that. And my dad just never had the answers. Especially when it came to emotions. He's, uh, he's a Capricorn. Which, if you don't know what a Capricorn is, typically they're more responsible and suppressed in the emotions. But, like, he's, he's pretty extreme Capricorn. I mean, the man did his work and didn't really ever get emotional. The only time I ever saw my dad cry was uh, when his dad died in uh, 2018. You know, and I'm not gonna lie. The fact that he was so emotional-less during my entire life and then he decided to show so much emotion and be all touchy-feely with me, it kind of pissed me off. It pissed me off a lot because I had a lot of emotional issues growing up. You know, I, I was pretty much depressed all throughout high school and I couldn't even communicate that shit. You know, the second that you essentially say that you're having problems, my family being toxic would try to bury that. And that's that's not good, man. That's really not good. Denial of factual real things, man, that's a pressure pot just waiting to fucking blow. And every time you deny it, you just increase the PSI by 10 pounds, you know. And so that that was the biggest thing and I because I had such a toxic relationship with my parents you know and also keep in mind because my parents were toxic my brother and sister developed some very strange habits and behaviors too they began to idolize my parents my parents are perfect to them my parents do nothing wrong absolutely nothing wrong because they feel that essentially if they do admit that maybe mom did completely overreact and she doesn't need to scream or my dad doesn't need to guilt us if we do this or that, you know, 
if they admit that they're wrong, then they have to address their own trauma that our parents have essentially bestowed on us. And my brother and sister, they aren't strong enough or aware enough to kind of break that spell. Me, however, I I kind of crashed into that. Um, I just couldn't take it anymore, realistically. And so I started spitting truth. And I, and I started calling everybody out for their bullshit, more or less. I'm just like, why do you do this? You don't have to do this. This really hurts me. I'm very depressed. And they're like... Oh, well, you're clearly overreacting. You're depressed. You need to go to therapy. You're on pills. Like, keep in mind, toxic parents are going to act like gods. They're going to say it's your fault. It's your fault. And they're completely absolved of all of it. And if you keep talking or speaking, just like my parents, they're going to hold your dependency as a child over your head. And if you're not a child legally, then they're going to kick your ass out, which they have done to me multiple times, you know, kind of thing. And it's just like, I'm just trying to talk to you and level with you. And instead you kicked me out on the streets? Like, what the fuck? You know, and then they say, oh, well, we don't want to talk about it. And I'm like, well, can we please? Like, now since I'm out on the streets, can you at least talk to me about it? And, you know, that's not the situation. And going back to, like, brother and sister being affected by a toxic family situation is, you know, if they think mom and dad are perfect, then Merry Christmas, you're demonized. You're the evil child. You're the black sheep. And that can be very bad because, you know, you think that you would have your brother and sister who have to deal with the same type of bullshit that you do every single day with your parents. But now they're on mom and dad's team. So now it's 4v1. And so shit can get pretty bad. And so, like, I also want to bring up, like, having toxic parents can undermine your confidence completely. If you don't have the support from your parents, how the fuck are you going to have any self-esteem? Unless you're a prodigy that succeeds in every single type of way. But even at that point, if your parents still tell you that you're a piece of shit when you come home, then you know, it's, it's really hard to be confident. I, I had no self-esteem growing up. I really didn't. I thought I was a stupid, lame, annoying, obnoxious, ugly kid that didn't deserve fucking shit, you know, kind of thing. And, you know, the nice part is, is when you grow up like that, you definitely, um, build a character, you really do because you feel like oh shit if i don't have fucking anything i i better at least be an enjoyable person kind of thing like that especially when you believe you're as ugly as i thought i was which the funny thing is is now i've realized that no i'm not an ugly kid in fact i'm a lot better looking than average uh which i find absolutely hilarious because you know, growing up, I was never told that or reassured that, you know, kind of thing. So, it was really hard. 
it was really hard because you also got to keep in mind that at least when I was growing up without self-esteem, I was trying to pursue skiing to build my self-esteem, so, doing something that said, yes, I am able, yes, I am capable, yes, I am worthwhile. And whatever I would do in skiing, my parents would just look at and they'd be like, well, don't hurt yourself. That's all they cared about. They all, That's all they cared about. They, they didn't care about how much I've grown or how good of a skier I had taught myself to be or that I would work my ass off every single spring, summer, and fall cutting grass so that I could afford skis in a season pass. You know, they didn't care about my passion or my art or anything like that. They've never asked about that shit. They always just ask the same stupid fucking questions. How's school? How's work? And that's it. That's all they ask about. It's like all they want me to be is just a mindless slave laborer in modern day America. You know, and part of me thinks that they ask that shit just because that's all they are realistically they're mindless repopulators that are just slaves to their jobs and honestly they say they like their jobs but i see their jobs stressing them the fuck out all the fucking time every single day so i don't know it's just not like a healthy or fun life from what i'm seeing man and they take that frustration and they bring it home and they let it out on us kids and, you know, once again, you you can go into denial about it and you can say that, oh, mom and dad are being shitty to me because I did this, you know, and that's my brother and sister's kind of way to think about it, you know, and me, however, maybe it's just because I'm a Sagittarius, man, and I just got to speak my fucking truth and be the independent creative person I am, but... You know, I at first, yeah, I did take responsibility or accountability for their actions and be like, well, Chris, you shouldn't have said that. You should have just shut up. Like, you can't talk to them about that, Chris. Just be quiet kind of thing. Um, but then eventually I'm just like, whoa, my parents are grown ass adults and they can't keep their own temper they let words affect them like you say sex aka sex and they blow the fuck up for no reason you know and if you say a curse word if you so this is something i found funny too is the hypocrisy associated with toxic parents if they do something they're absolved of all evil but if you do something that it could be the exact same thing, you're fucked. And by what I mean is like cursing, man. Because like uh, growing up, everybody I knew cursed. And so therefore I curse pretty fucking easily. And, you know, and so I would, my dad would tell a joke and I'd be like, damn, that's fucking funny. And he'd look at me and like, what'd you say? And I'm like, that's fucking funny, dude. 
And he would get pissed at me. And my parents would get pissed at me. And then my brother and sister would get pissed at me. And my brother, who's older, would always be very vocal. Like, how dare you curse at the dinner table in front of mom and dad? You know, kind of thing. Because keep in mind, my brother's in denial over the toxicity that my parents have. You know, kind of thing. Because my parents, you got to realize, and most of our parents... They're emotionally traumatized. They have never been taught by their parents or by society how to heal themselves from their trauma. Because growing up in a sick-as-fuck society that we're growing up, everybody gets traumatized somehow. You know, my family happened to be traumatized by alcoholism, specifically on my mom's side, you know, and it's bad. My mom's side is just littered with mental health, physical health, and alcohol problems, and it's it's not fucking good. It's not healthy. Like, put it this way, my, my mom's parents are so toxic of parents that growing up, I was never allowed to see them past four o'clock. If we went to go have a meal with my grandparents, then it was always lunch. It was breakfast or is lunch. It was never dinner because my grandparents started drinking right about four o'clock. And my grandpa gets very aggressive and racist when he drinks. And my grandma, she gets very emotional and naggy. And so therefore, my mom, who had been traumatized by them, and my mom and my older brother act very, very similar. They both were the oldest child of uh, our families. And they kind of go into denial and they say, oh, my parents are the best. Oh, blah, blah, blah. But yet, you know, here's the situation is like, I can't even see my grandparents past four o'clock. I hardly have ever unless it's like Christmas or Thanksgiving to where like my parents tell them they have to be on their best behavior kind of thing. And so they only drink enough kind of thing. Um, but you know, in that alcoholic trauma, you know, it fucked up my aunt and my uncle too. My aunt fucking booked the second that she could leave home. She fucking left. She went to Cleveland. Then she moved all the way to fucking California. And then my uncle went all the way to California too. And what I think is absolutely hilarious is... It's so it's so mimicable by my own immediate family because the second that I could I finished college, I went straight to Colorado. I'm like, I gotta get away from you motherfuckers. You guys are fucking insane. Slash they also kicked me out for a second time and there was no going home for a month after college. It was after college I was out out. Like, I had no place to go, so I said, fuck it, I'll go to Colorado. And now at this point, my sister randomly, and to my parents' shock, moved all the way to L.A., um, California. And, you know, and they were highly critical over that. You know, and they're just like, we can't believe her. She doesn't have a job or anything. She's moving out there by herself. Oh, we don't... And, 
you got to understand anything that isn't predicted or laid out by my parents, they immediately criticize. They immediately criticize. It's some attack on their own identity. You know, me wearing my ski gear. Because if you guys know me, I wear some big, baggy, loud fucking shit. And in a way, it's very much in resentment towards my parents. And I remember wearing the shit around the house before going skiing. And they always had comments criticizing or would give me weird kind of looks. I never felt comfortable. You know, if I put on my ski gear, a lot of times I did it in my room with the door closed. And then obviously I never had any privacy growing up like literally I could be bare ass naked taking a shit and my dad would knock knock on the door and then open up and then he would have a conversation with me and I'd be like dad stop I'm taking a shit like give me two minutes two minutes to pinch it off and wipe my ass and he was like well no I'd rather talk to you now and I'm like well I'm highly uncomfortable You know, and same thing with the shower, you know, like the man had no fucking privacy. You'd be taking a shower, cleaning your asshole, and he would just come in and he'd start talking to you. And I'm like, get the fuck out. And he'd be like, did you just curse? And I'm like, well, yeah, you're invading my privacy, please. Like, please leave. Or even creepier, my dad would check on us at night. And so... You know, like, if I wanted to play Game Boy until 10 o'clock and my bedtime was 9.30 and I'm in high school, you know, kind of thing like that, he would literally open up my door and be like, hey, go to bed, I told you, you know, kind of thing like that, which I thought was fucking insane. I'm like, bro, I'm not, like, doing drugs or drinking anything. I'm playing Game Boy. Like, with one light on. Just my, like, lamp. Like, chill. Go to bed, man. But, you know, that's how it was. And, you know, my dad always seemed to be, like, barging in to where, like, my mom was on the opposite. She was so depressed. She was just not there. She oftentimes would just take naps all day. You know, like, I'm tired, kids. I'm taking a nap. And you did not fucking bug mom if she is sleeping. You know, kind of shit. Because then she would just shit on you for the rest of the fucking day. And be in such a nasty fucking attitude. And then when dad got home, she'd be in a nasty attitude, spread it to him. Then he'd be a piece of shit. And so it all just come back around to you. And, you know, and then it spread to Michael and Rachel. And then you couldn't even talk to Rachel. Because she just, like, would get overloaded. And she just want to read her book. And, you know, and that that's something I found really funny is, you know, due to the toxicity, you know, I, I got into skiing because of my toxic parents. You know, I needed something to get me the fuck out of the house to do something that was enjoyable and to build my self-esteem. My brother, he didn't really do shit, honestly, um, except school. And he hung out with some friends and he'd party and 
after school, he got a stupidly well-paying job making like 250k a year, which you know my parents absolutely loved and they respected him so much as a man. But then they look at me who's hustling for my dreams and yeah, I'm a dishwasher currently, but it happens to be a great way to support my side hustle and to allow me to ski every single day and I get health insurance and it's stable and it's great but yet you know they they're like Chris when are you going to get your degree and I'm like well no never because for graphic design which I don't want to work in you don't actually need a degree and that school fucked me over so I'm not going to give them more money and then my sister what she did she just read books she would sit in her room every single day and she would read books. And I mean, good on her because she's a hell of a reader. I mean, she'd pound a thousand page book in maybe a week or something like that. And that's a lot of reading if you don't know. And we all just kind of had our ways to like get away from it. Michael, Michael would try to make them as proud as they could. Rachel would just read a book until late every night. Me, I'd try to be at the ski hill as much as possible or playing with my lizards or something or working out. Man, that was a big thing. I used to work out a lot just to fucking get out of the house kind of thing. And so it all kind of affected us. And now my current family situation, you know, my brother and sister, they still think I'm fucking Satan. They think I'm the fucking devil just because, you know, I I call mom and dad out on their bullshit. I'm not afraid to just straight up tell them that, like, no, that's bullshit. Like, no, you're lying. Why are you lying to me? Like, hey, Ed, I need you to stop crying over this and, like, man up, you know, kind of thing like that. Or telling my mom that shit, too. Or, like, being like, hey, you guys are having increasingly bad mental health and bad physical health. Uh, I think you shouldn't drink alcohol. I think you shouldn't be popping prescription pills. And I think you shouldn't be eating junk food and meat for every single fucking meal. You know, I, I think focusing on your health is going to really, really help you in many, many ways. Opposed to balding, wrinkling, uh, having insomnia and, you know... A bunch of other fucking shit, having to get surgeries, not being able to bend over, you got gout on your knees now, mom is getting fatter, dad, you're definitely getting fatter, you know, kind of shit like that. And, uh, you know, I try to help them by showing them good health, and what happens? My brother screams at me, how dare you tell our parents how to live? They're your parents. Have some respect. And my sister's on the same fucking shit, you know, kind of thing. And it's honestly gotten so crazy that I I haven't talked to my parents. I mean, well, to my brother and sister in years kind of thing. I have no idea what the fuck is going on in their lives because they essentially have kicked me out of their lives because because I have issues with mom and dad and how they behave. Um they have issues with me. 
And so they have some very negative words towards me to the point to where they've emailed the entire extended family telling everyone I'm full of shit and a drug addict and psychotic. Like, it's kind of crazy, man. I, I ain't even fucking lying. Like, my brother is, like, extra special when he hates people. And that kid hates me to the point that... uh. I was going to take time off for like a week and a half or two weeks, drive home to Cincinnati for his wedding, and uh, he actually just sent me a letter saying, Chris, you're uninvited because you're going to ruin my wedding like you ruin everything. And I'm like, oh, wow. And I even went, I've even been going to family therapy. I flew back to Cincinnati in October to do family therapy with my parents where I learned they're emotionally damaged. They are fucking traumatized. Like I sat in there and the first thing the therapist is like, okay, the floor is yours. How would you like to start? My mom whips out six printer pieces of printer paper filled front and back with things that I've done to them since high school, you know, and man I mean a whole fucking laundry list of why I'm a shitty child and even though that therapy session was good um after Michael uninvited me to his wedding I was like well do you guys we were we do have like scheduled therapy for when I was coming back in January do you guys still want me to come into town so we can do that and my parents are like no we don't And then they accused me of being, you know, high on drugs and shit like that. And I'm over here completely bone dry sober. You know, I I don't do drugs. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do any powders. I do eat psilocybin, but that's spiritual medicine, man. Like, plus that also doesn't even have a negative effect on you. It doesn't have a come down. You know, unlike the Mountain Dew and alcohol and prescription pills that they guzzle, along with all the fucking frozen pizza they eat, you know, kind of thing. And so, yeah, man, I blow up on my parents a lot. And I I always get a bad rap for it. They're like, oh my god, we're so nice to you, and you're just so aggressive all the time. And I'm like... Well, you did just call me a psychotic, you know, drug addict, um, which I'm clearly not because I don't, I fixed my mental health by changing my diet and I've been good and cleared by therapists for like many months now and I've been off the drugs for many months now. I'm even off cooked food, which is a drug, by the way, if you didn't know, um, and so, yeah, man, I'm I'm still trying to struggle and heal my family myself, man. And I wish I could just, like, snap my fingers and be like, guys, wake up to your bullshit. You're functioning in this bullshit world of we're the perfect shining white family. And it's it's not correct. It's not right. We have a lot of bullshit that we need to talk about, you know, and not just our family. Let's talk about the trauma that mom and dad grew up with because I found out my dad was suicidal at the age of 22 and he never really has said anything about it I've asked him about it I'm like how why 
How'd you get over it? And he doesn't really ever want to fucking talk about it. So right there, that screams to me that he has a lot of emotional trauma suppressed, which is probably why he works so much, you know, kind of thing. And he's so dutiful, you know, opposed to emotional kind of thing. And essentially, I just wanted to tell you guys my story, man. Because that, that's the shit I, I'm living with right now. And it stresses me out still. I Even though I'm a thousand miles away, that shit still bums me out. Like, my dad will just send me a text that will just piss me the fuck off. It's like, why don't you grow the fuck up, man? Kind of shit like that. And so, I'm coping with it. And I've got other friends that, same thing, their parents... Their parents are fucked up, man. I think most of the generation, these baby boomers and, you know, a little younger than the baby boomers, parental generation, like, they're fucked up, man. They don't know a lot of shit. They're really fucking unconscious and they're fucking hurting and they're emotionally undeveloped and they're still children, but they're they're children in old people's bodies and so they still throw temper tantrums over silly little things that they don't get or when things don't go their way like they wanted or that you don't fulfill exactly what they wanted their child to be kind of thing and it's sad man it's really fucking sad because it fucks us kids up we have we develop behaviors that fuck us up you know, we, we might always be wanting to get into a relationship because that way we feel safe and secure because growing up around our parents, we never felt safe and secured. We felt criticized and attacked, you know, kind of thing. And, you know, that's something I definitely had to learn that that's why I always wanted to be in a relationship was my parents didn't make me feel safe, but a girlfriend who loved me definitely did but that's not the answer because that was me covering up my own issues opposed to processing and addressing them and so we really do have to you know identify those issues like another issue I'll say is like I have a large issue with authority and it has transferred to my job so when a boss tells me something it feels like my parents trying to tell me something and I immediately want to rebel and that's gotten me into trouble at work, which isn't a good thing, you know, and it, it goes on and on, man. I'm currently reading a book called Toxic Parents Overcoming Their Hurtful Legacy and Reclaiming Your Life by Susan Forward, Dr. Susan Forward. I highly suggest it. It's opening my eyes to a lot of shit, but what I really got to beat into you guys is do whatever you need to do to fucking survive because my parents pushed me to the brink of suicide, you know, to where I'd rather die before have them tell me what a failure I am in life. And luckily that crisis made me choose that fuck it. I don't give a fuck about what my parents say anymore. I'm going to get what's mine. I'm going to get my dreams. I'm going to be more successful and more happy than they've ever been. More healthy too. And 
you know, that was good, but not a lot of people hit that point. A lot of people struggle for years and years and years over their parents' acceptance of them, and they become monsters in their own mind just to fulfill that. So this is what I'm going to say, and I've talked to a lot of other people about it. When you have a shitty family situation, you need to find positivity. You need to find your passion. You need to find some escape to get out of there. Do process all of your emotions. Like, don't don't just run away and act like that shit never happened. What I'm saying is process that shit. Remove yourself from their, I guess, overbearing effect. So that you can be your own fucking person and be successful on your own terms. Um, Just don't let them bring you down, man. Don't let, let them bring you down. And if it's skiing, man, then just go hard in skiing, dog. And the best part is, if you get into your passion, your action sport or whatever, there's a community somewhere willing to accept you. For me, that was the ski community. Now... With that being said, you know, I am the fruit bastard and they all kind of hate me because I ski in a different way, I look a different way, I eat and think in a different way. But then again, you know, Keystone is my fucking home. Every time I go there, I got a slew of people saying, yo, what up, Chris? And that makes me feel real good, to be honest. I don't need social acceptance, but it feels good, man. It feels good. To be recognized and it took many years for that and perseverance because whenever you start your passion you're not going to be applauded for it immediately no not at all you you gotta define yourself and you gotta succeed in your passion but once that happens people start looking up to you telling you that they're an inspiration you know or sorry you're an inspiration for them and that's that's something that makes me happy and that's why I'm talking about this because I posted about my recent family issues with my brother uninviting me and then my dad being like you're a drug addict you know kind of thing like that and I had a lot of kids be like that sounded like my parents man And one kid was telling me about how skiing is his escape and he just loves it to death. And, you know, he doesn't give a fuck. He just wants to be happy. He, you know, he can be poor all of his life, but as long as he can go skiing and he can avoid his fucking damaged, toxic parents, then he's good, man. He's good. And so this is something I'll say. And this is something that is kind of saddening, but there's a certain reality to it. Your toxic parents aren't going to fucking change unless they want to change. They have to identify that they are being toxic and they have to want to then change from that, which is hard because most of our parents are acting like they're gods like gods over you, I can do no wrong, you are a shitty child, you know, kind of shit like that, and so, you know what they say, you can't teach old dogs new tricks, it kind of applies in the same way, like, 
I, I be giving my parents all the tools to grow and heal. And yet they spit on it. They eat their fucking junk food. They criticize psychedelics. They criticize how I live my life. They call me stupid. You know, kind of shit like that, man. So to a certain point, they might die like that. They might just continue their toxic ways and then die one day. And so you can't put your success in healing them realistically. Heal yourself, dog. Heal yourself. That's your success. If you can heal yourself, you fucking win. Because I'm going to be real. There's a good chance that they'll never fucking heal. And they'll take their emotional fucking trauma to the fucking grave. And their fucking casket will just be a pool of fucking acid. And everyone else will cry over them, including your family, saying how great they are and how wonderful they are, even though you know the truth. And you're going to have to just keep quiet about it. Unless you want the entire fucking family calling you Satan. So, yo, thanks for tuning in, dog. I really appreciate it. I hope anyone with your own family issues, you solve that shit, you grow from that shit, you become a better fucking person, man. Because this shit ain't easy. Because we all look up to our parents. And when they look down on us, it's hard, man. It's really hard. So hustle your shit, heal yourself, Eat your fucking fruit. Detox. This society is sick as fuck, man. So I suggest anything that the average person does, you probably should not do that shit. Be a unique, independent, self-sufficient fucking person. Because I know you can be. If you're listening to this shit, then I know you can be. Aight. Thanks, dog. Bless up. Chris's Corner, Episode 5. Toxic fucking parents.